Hi there, Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about season three of the 12 Monkeys TV show. Well, last night I finished season three of the show that I had started watching, stopped, repacked up, caught back up, and then here I am. Um, the best thing I can say about any time travel show is it doesn't do everything you expect in a time travel show. Like a lot of time travel shows well, every week, let's go to a new time. Let's wear new, different clothes. Let's do different things. You know, sometimes that becomes the, the MacGuffin, the crunch of it. And for this show, time travel has always been for something specific. There's a specific mission, specific time, specific year. We're not just bouncing around every week to have a time travel adventure of the week. It's all in service of the story. And that doesn't happen very often in time travel stories in any way, shape, or form. I'm not fully analyzing this as the the end-all, be-all of time travel stories either. They've kind of introduced a, a MacGuffin, a jump-the-shark kind of event, where now we've got the portable time travel machines, a vest you can wear. And you can basically bip anywhere. This almost goes too far. I mean, obviously, if you can time travel to the future and use better technology, why wouldn't you? That makes logical sense and all that. But again, we're now way outside the 12 Monkeys mythology on that kind of stuff. I liked the time travel when it was harder and it was painful and they had to put a drug in their system and then do it. Now they'd put the drug in their system. Well, they don't even put a drug in their system. They just put on the vest and they go. It's more convenient to the plot, obviously. And it's more convenient to the action of the show, but... That's one aspect where I wish they hadn't have, but I understand why they did. And it'd be nice if they, well, they've come up with a couple ways to disable it. So that's neither here nor there, I guess. The other thing, like I said, I like about it is there was really only one time in the third season that we did the let's go spend some time in a, in a different time, a Victorian time and wear Victorian clothes and earn Victorian money. They did that, but it was, a, again, a specific part of the story. It wasn't just the time travel episode of the week. And I really respected that. Also in the third season, they do something, well, they, they do kill off a major character or two, but they also do something with the main characters that they were starting at the end of season two. And it's kind of an epic romance and it feels... I don't want to say real, but it feels as important as anything else in the show. And that's another hard thing to do with these shows. When you have the moonlighting, will they or won't they? And eventually they do, you know, most shows end after that. This one, on the other hand, turned it into something that's important to the, to the entire mythology in the show and important to them and important to us as people who care about the characters. And some of the things they've gone through, all of the characters on the show, it's, it's, you know, it's pushed the envelope in that butterfly effect kind of way that that movie just kind of went over the top with everything. Some of the things that have happened based on time trial have been a little over the top, but the move, the show has stayed fairly grounded. I mean, it's obviously a little more fantastic than the movie ever was, but they've gone a lot further than the movie ever did. And I really enjoyed the third season. I'm excited to watch the fourth season. Um, I actually, after it was over, because I've, I've not read up on any of this stuff. I, I've kind of wanted to just, I haven't picked up an older TV show in a while and kind of dove into it. I'm not going to do a lot of research until it's over. I, I want to kind of discover things on my own. But I did a little research um, just on a little bit of some questions I had about season three. And some of the old reviews popped up from a few years ago. And like IGN gave it a 9.5 out of 10. They really thought it was a great season of television. I had no idea. I was totally oblivious when the show was on. So again, if you haven't listened to my previous when I was doing more of an episode or half a season at a time, 
I picked up the first season for a dollar. I'm one of those people who love 12 Monkeys, and I really had no interest in a TV show made out of it. But the first season was available on Hamilton Book for $1. So I threw it in an order of some other stuff for a dollar. Why not? A whole season of television. And I watched it, and I became very much enamored with the show. And eventually, when it went on sale on Amazon, I picked up the four-season box set for Mill Creek, which is really, really cheap. It's not a dollar a season, but it was still really cheap. And so then I, I just started with season two and continued on. There are four seasons. The third season is only 10 episodes. It's got movie-level special effects for the most part. I kind of retweaked my home theater system in the last couple of weeks and moved the couch closer to the TV so I could do a little more, I don't know, critiquing of videos and, and how much grain there is or noise and digital stuff and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, when they do have an episode that is just batshit crazy, sorry, of of time travel stuff, and they're kind of popping around from time to time, and they hit the blitz of World War II and stuff, the special effects are almost seamless. I mean, for a TV show, they must have saved all the budget from the third season for like the last couple episodes, because they really outdo themselves. Where it's going to go in the fourth season, the villain and all that kind of stuff, and how they've kind of flipped things on its head, I'm interested to see. So far, they have stuck the landing. The, the the show has not jumped the shark in the first three seasons. I'm really impressed with what they've done. Uh, considering that I'm a massive fan of the original 12 Monkeys, this is a whole different thing, as it should be if you're going to do a TV show. But the third season, they have kept up. Best thing I can say about 12 Monkeys, they keep the tension on. I was halfway through the season, and it felt like it could end at that episode, like it was the end of the world at the end of season four or episode four or five in the third season. And there's 10 episodes. I knew how many episodes there were because I'm watching it on Blu-ray, but it, the show really had you feeling like this could end right here, right here, right now. How many shows really do that? They probably didn't know since it was a sci-fi channel thing at this point, um, if they were going to get for a next season, but they ended on a big cliffhanger and they did get another season. So hopefully everything wraps up. I'll watch season four and get back to you. Um, it just became a little too much to do a podcast for every single episode because so much happens in an episode. They have crammed so much into the show. You really have to watch it. And I really don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it. So if you have an inkling to watch a TV show based on a movie called 12 Monkeys and they do something different with it after the first few episodes and kind of go in their own mythology, I think it's great so far. And I can't wait to watch season four. That's about the best thing I can say about any TV show. Scott, Rockfile, thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to this 7-Minute Podcast. I'll be back with more movie reviews, more music reviews, and some more Alaska stuff, too. Coming up, thanks for listening. Have a spectacular day. Spectacular day.